Yeah, sorry I'm, I'm low energy today, but uh, everything is just so exhausting. Yeah, just in general, yeah. Just as a, yeah, as a general, like, vibe. Everything, exhausting. There's just, there's just a little bit of stank on it all. <laughs> you know? I w- hard agree. <laughs> just a little bit of stank. I had a deep, deep, deep scare this week. Oh, no kidding. What happened? In which I thought, I thought that I had failed out of the one class I'm in this semester because I did a term project. It had two parts, an essay and a PowerPoint. Uh, and I, I really crammed on those. I did my damnedest. It was very difficult for me. The PowerPoint part got like an 87 and I was like, great, cool. Um, and also I turned it in like a few weeks ago and I didn't bother to check the grade because I do well in school. Maybe that was egotistical of me, but usually I don't have to worry about what the grade is. Yeah. So the essay, you could probably guess where this is going. I finally looked at the essay's grade and it was a big fat goose egg. And the teacher had commented on it, basically saying that I hadn't done footnotes and that that counted as plagiarism and violates the university's academic honor policy. And what the fuck? And not correcting it could result in administrative action. And I'm like, over a footnote? And I included the bibliography. I included the bibliography. I, obviously, my intention was not to rip anybody off. It was dumb. It was stupid. I will admit, dumb mistake to not include in-text citations. I'm used to MLA. I have dabbled in APA citations, but she required Chicago manual style. Who the fuck uses Chicago? I have not taken a single college class so far that required Chicago. Hop off my dick. Anyway, so that meant I didn't include in-text citations. That was a big oopsie. But reporting me to the university? (laughs) What the fuck? So I was freaking out, and I realized... Here's why I was freaking out so bad. I didn't realize this until uh, April 2nd, five days ago. Do you know when she had had posted, like, the thing on that? uh, saying, Saying all that shit? Like, the 12th of March. It had gone three fucking weeks, and it looked like I was ignoring her. I was completing the rest of the of the classwork i was just doing my regular weekly assignments because i thought i was good because i finished the fucking essay (sighs) so oh yeah and if i and if i got a zero on that essay i failed the class because it was the term project jesus so i'm freaking out and i send her an email begging and groveling and shitting and throwing up um and then I also emailed my advisor just in case. And my advisor was basically like, yeah, I agree with your teacher. And I was like, all right, well, guess it's curtains for old Steve Meister, ain't it? Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, what the f- what the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah. Anyway, the next morning, uh, actually next afternoon, uh, she'd emailed me back. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You can turn it in tomorrow night. And I was like, why the big talk up front? Why? <laughs> like... She was listen. I am glad she was like really, really polite in the email back. It was very gracious of her to give me an extension, uh, especially since I hadn't noticed her her comments for three weeks. That seems like a little much up front, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe I'm just bitter because it made me super anxious, thinking I was gonna literally fail out of the fucking class. And she dead ass was like, "Yeah, I'd rather you like just turn in the assignment late rather than have to redo the class." And I'm like, "Then why'd you say I would have to retake the class?" The vibe of the email was a little bit like, you know, why, why would you have to retake the class? Because you said, I'm not the stupid one here. Dumb of me to forget footnotes, but I just thought you'd keep your word. My bad. I thought I had a gun yeah. up against my head. And she's like, why are you crying? <sighs> anyway, 
I turned it in with the footnotes that night and I got a 97. I do not miss college. No, you shouldn't. This is ass. This sucks dick. I am so tired of this. Oh, also, I'm finally taking a fucking gap semester because I've been doing this for like 14 years and I'm very, very sorely tired. And I do still plan to get my degree, but I need a single, a single semester off because I have just been getting increasingly worse <laughs> these like last two semesters. And Shiloh's yeah. been like, hey, you're kind of burnt out a little bit. And I'm like, no, what? One more, one more push. I can do it. I'll do, I'll do it. No, you won't. Like the next semester starts in two weeks and you're not like you're not different now <laughs> like i'm not fixed so um yeah. i'm gonna give it a minute and honestly i'm thrilled silly i'm really looking forward to it i feel quite comfortable with this decision i'm, I'm thrilled for you as well thank you indeed abolish college anyway don't well i digress it's a well, whole different topic that's a whole different debate that's like a whole nother thing <laughs> yeah oh goodness what were you gonna say michael so, sorry i don't know what i was gonna say I am so tired. I am so tired and out of it today just because of all of the anti-trans shit this week. Egg fucking exhausting. And I've been keeping up with it and it's uh, wearing me down. I had to check out and that sounds irresponsible. No, it doesn't. It's yeah. sometimes you have to just check out and, and self-care a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty ass overall. Yes. I would agree that it is very ass. Yeah. So, Stevie. Mm. Do you have a daily question? We're still in the intro, Micah. Yeah, that's where the daily question goes. I have not done a daily question in a while. Hold on. I forgot to pull up my doc. Again. Oops. Okay. No no bummers. Any The problem with daily questions is that any of them that get too broad scale it's going to be like morally reprehensible to say anything that isn't like the option that will save the world. You know what I mean? It's like, would you rather like live in the mountains or have a trillion dollars? And it's like, well, even if I like the mountains more, I have to say a trillion dollars to help humanity. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I know what you mean. I wish I was normal. I, I would, would also like... choose the trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm like stressing myself out over hypotheticals. Okay, okay. Oh, this is easy. Micah, would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Never have to stand in line again. Wouldn't that cover the traffic light the traffic line thing? Traffic light. You're not tra- isn't traffic just a line of cars? It is. I've hacked it. Hacked yeah, the fucking question. So just, just never stand in line again. Also, yeah, even if this meant that I did still have to deal with traffic. I, I would I would just vote to not stand in line. I could go to so many events. I could go to so many amusement parks. This would be great. Not just that. Mm. Wouldn't have to stand in line to vote. Oh, that's nice. Wouldn't have to stand in line at the grocery store. Went about to stand in line at Ross today. Oh my god. Also, I got a new shower curtain, and it's super cute, which is great, because I only had like an ugly plastic shower liner, and now it's so chic. It's so cute. Nice. Also, case, I got I pink plastic hangers. Sorry, go ahead. I say, and in my case, I also have cute shower curtains, but that's because of my wife. Oh, that's nice. Andrea, since the style is killer. <coughs> is indeed. Although, actually, I think in our in our bathroom, we only have the, the plastic liner, I think, because we just don't care as much in there. Fair. Because no one's going to see our bathroom but us. The The guest one is a, is a cute bathroom. 
Also, it's just so yes. pink. It's so cute. What a good bathroom. It's really cute. It is a good bathroom. We enjoy it. Oh, I got a mini pour-over cup. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. So it's for brewing coffee. It's literally just another pretentious way to brew coffee. And here's the thing. I will still use the coffee maker most days. But it was like $4 because it was at Ross. And so it's like, okay. So if you see a pour over, somebody doing a pour over, it basically looks like a cup on top of a cup with a saucer in between. That's not what's happening. The top one is basically a funnel, but it does look like a mug. So it's easier to carry. And it has a little plate like on the bottom of it with three little dots so water can seep through. You put the mug with the holes in the bottom on top of your regular mug. You put a conical filter in in the top the top cup, pour coffee grounds in there, pour boiling hot water over it, just a little, just enough to wet the grounds. Leave it for 30 seconds, and then you slowly pour the rest of the boiling water over the grounds on the top mug in a in a in a circular motion, I think clockwise, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that part matters, and I don't know why. Um why like, is it- like towards the center, shut up, you move it in a circular spiral towards the center, um, and it blooms, whatever the fuck that means. I still have to look up what that means. Um, and then it drips down into your mug and you have freshly brewed coffee. The reason it's good is because it's aerated. There's just more air in it. And that makes it taste better. Same goes for wine and coffee and pretty much anything like that that has like subtle flavor notes. Blah, blah, blah. Slurp your wine. Hey guys, if any of you don't like wine or coffee, try slurping it. Most things taste better aerated. I don't know if that goes for Dr. Thunder, not sponsored. And then people will and then people will hate you for slurping your beverage. And you'll be ostracized and shunned by society. Mm-mm-mm-mm. In some countries that means that you really like your meal. Not in the U.S. Which, bummer. Bummer, Which I think. Which is where we live, and you have, to, you have to abide by the social standards of where you live. <sighs> You're not going to like what I'm about to say. What are you about to say? Sounds like something a cop would say. So- sounds, like so- sounds like something a political like something enemy... Like something a cop would say. Sounds like something a political enemy would say, is all I'm saying. I, I, th- I just think that you insisting that I abide by social standards in a society that is inherently oppressive, I think that's pretty fucked up. So. Have you ever heard of a... Uh, oh, what's it called? Misophonia. Oh, yeah. Shiloh has that, actually. That's the autism. It's, it's intense rage or disgust provoked by hearing specific human sounds resulting in social isolation due to avoidance. Yeah, That's like what it slurping means. or chewing sounds. Like slurping or chewing sounds. You're telling me that you are anti-misophonia, this, people. This sounds like a you problem. And I am, for the most part, a utilitarian. So you I know, For think- the most part, unsupportive of people with misophonia. I'll have you know that my partner has misophonia. <laughs> And do you slurp your beverages around your partner? No, but they're different. <laughs> uh, it's, okay, so what's this double standard you're busting out here? Where you're all like, I, I, I'm trying to get you to abide by just a social custom that we, is seen as... as, as, as you're as being, being pedantic and you're distracting from the issue. How is that pedantic? The issue is not that I don't support people with misophonia. I think that they can, they can you know eat together and they can and i'll eat with people who want to slurp up their food i don't care too much about that i think that the problem is that you're telling me to abide by the social standards that's the problem you're trying to get me to conform you want to wipe out people who are different is that no, what you're that's saying? not what i said no that's not well, what you I did said. say they should conform which is kind of fundamentally changing them that's a pretty that's a pretty radical thing to say Mike. 
I'm just trying to get people to stop slurping their food. I'm starting to get uncomfortable with your presence on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just trying to get people to stop slurping their food because I hate that sound. How frequently are you are you around people who slurp their food? Because as far as I know, oh, you don't I frequent have, restaurants had, very much. I've had coworkers in the past. Oh my fucking god! That honestly already tracks just with like, I don't know. I feel like you imagine like a stereotype of a bad coworker. Like noisy in the break room is gonna do it. Noisy in the break room is gonna do it. Also heating up fish. Not in the noisy microwave. in the break room. Noisy in their cubicle, slurping their coffee in their <sighs> cubicle. I I feel like that would already contribute to the exceedingly uncomfortable atmosphere of an office anyway. Oh, it does. I oh, literally, it does. I feel so bad for you having had to work in those many, many times in your life. Um, and then the kicker, the office lighting is always too bright. Oh, I absolutely believe that. It would not work for anybody with sensory issues. In fact, office lighting, it's been measured, is brighter than the sun, literally. That is atrocious, and I feel like that's intentional to keep people awake and as productive as possible, and I don't like that. Yeah, it doesn't keep people productive. It just keeps them hating their job and increases yeah. stress. If I was allowed to just, like, work by candlelight, yeah, honestly. Oh, the yeah, monks, totally. The monks who did all those intricate illustrations in the Bible, yeah, they knew where it was at. Making illuminated manuscripts by candlelight. Illuminated manuscripts, that's what it's called. Yeah, just me, my 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 colorful ink, my quill, and the Lord. That's what you call your candle. Yeah. Hold on, I have to burp so bad that Dr. Thunder went right to my lungs. That was impressive. My apologies. Incredibly rude of me. But I did see the waveform yeah, spike, and that was really funny. I'm also sorry because we did just talk about uncomfortable with eating sounds, and I did not expect it to be that loud. I like to formally apologize. I can see the tension in your shoulders, and I feel like I owe you $10. I'm the one that's going to have to edit it. It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings, uh, one of whom is wondering why Chrome wants, want, what the hell is Chrome doing? No. I swapped to Firefox last week. I'm loving it. It's, it's better in pretty much every way. Huge fan. I can imagine. Uh, one of whom is wondering why Chrome was popping up a thing about make Chrome faster. Help us when fix I don't the make, issues we created. Fucking. I don't want to make Chrome faster right now. I'm trying to do a podcast. The other one uh, earlier belched into their mic, which I'm going to have to edit out later. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. And I think you could, like, replace it with, like, a, a bell jingling sound or, like, a donkey, like, hee-haw. Because then we could still have the following bit, but it, I wouldn't have to burp in the listener's ear. Oh, I'm going to replace it with a sensor beep, so it sounds like you said a swear. No, because I swear so much in this podcast, you're making, you're gonna make, you're gonna, don't make it sound like I said something really bad. Do like a little bell jingling or a cat meow. Do a kitty meow. I'd prefer this. We'll see what I'm in the mood for. I'll probably be in the mood for a sensor beep, to be honest. They're is funny. It, is it because you already have the MP3 saved on your computer? Yes. <laughs> you fucker. Okay, what are we? I already s- have it. May as well use it. What are we supposed to be doing on the podcast today? Well, what are we supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to uh, do a few segments, and we got to talk about the news, and you know the usual shenanigans. 
this just means you present a segment to me and I go, yay, I love this segment, even though it's the same segments we always do. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm a real segment head. <laughs> I'm a real fan of segments. Well, we rotate the segments. We don't always do the same segments every oh, week. Oh, no, I don't mean to imply it's repetitive, but we do, I mean, over. we have a select number of segments that we pick from. It's not like an infinite number of of segments to pick from although that would be fun if we had an infinite wheel and we just had to go with whatever happened next that's delightful oh shit i've seen a game show like that before this is a segment called this is a segment called this is a what the fuck is that okay any listeners who know what i'm talking about the bit is you go this is a segment called and you pull something out of a box and you have to do whatever the whatever the box says gotcha well one of the segments that we have today i'm debating making a new segment oh a new segment not a news segment no, no, no. Yeah, a new segment. Okay, I'm intrigued. I'm just not sure how we would do it, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that when we get to it. We'll spitball it, throw some wet skeddy at the wall. See what sticks, exactly. But uh, until we get there, here comes the news. Our first headline. Tennessee House GOP expels two Democrats in retaliation over gun control protest. What is that even? What do you mean expels? Like literally kicks them out of the. Yes. Like legislation. Are they allowed to do that? They changed the rules so they could. That is fucking wild. That is wild that they are able to do that. I feel like with laws like that that affect the legislature, I don't think that it should come into into play until after the next election. And that only seems fair. You know, I don't know. Sorry. You shouldn't be able to vote to give yourself a raise. Do you know what I mean? Ah, anyway. But and yet they do frequently all the time. Two Democratic members of the Tennessee House of Representatives have been expelled while a third member was spared in an ousting by Republican lawmakers that was decried by the trio as oppressive, vindictive and racially motivated. Oh, boy. Protesters packed the state capitol on Thursday to denounce the expulsions of Representatives Justice jo- Justin Jones and Representative Justin Pearson and to advocate for gun reform measures a little over a week after a mass shooting devastated a Nashville school. Oh my God. The way that is such, oh my God. They have no fucking shame. Yeah. Jones confirmed that if he is reappointed to the seat by the Nashville Metro Council, he would serve. I have no regrets. I will continue to stand up for my constituents. Following their expulsion, which House Republicans said was in response to the representative's leadership of gun control demonstrations on the chamber floor last week, Jones and Pearson... Jones and Pearson called for protesters to return to the Capitol when the House was in session on Monday. Representative Gloria Johnson, who is white and wasn't ousted, oh slammed the boy. votes removing Jones and Pearson, who are black, as racist. Yeah, it doesn't look fucking good. That is fucked. When asked why she believes she wasn't expelled, Johnson said the reason is pretty clear. Yeah. I'm a 60-year-old white woman. They are two young black men, Johnson said. She added that Pearson and Jones were questioned in a demeaning way by lawmakers before their expulsion. Of course. Yeah. Have you, have you, you haven't seen any of the videos of their uh, speeches that they had to give on the floor in response to questions? No. But they are something else, and their responses are fucking amazing. Mm. It's, it's worth a watch. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you know this. The Florida legislature also pushed similar rules to where they can expel uh, members for pretty much the same thing. That is normal. That's something a normal government that respects the will of the people does. And it's not something a fascist would do. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Kind of hard to yes and that, isn't it? Yeah, that's not funny. 
Fucking, oh man. Wait, so you said that they might get reappointed. Well, here's what's going to happen. They have their, their, their districts have to do a sudden election. Oh God. And they can rerun. Oh, okay, okay. But until then, they need, the districts would need to appoint a uh, interim person. Oh. The idea of them being able to be their own interim person is a little funny. Well, here's the thing. Mm. The Republicans have said that if they are, that if Jones and Pearson are um, nominated to be the interims for their own positions, they will pull funding from their districts for projects. It's, holy shit. Like, that is so, it's just outright. It's just outright villainy. It's like putting them in a fucking stranglehold. Oh my god. That is batshit. Like, they're literally chokeholding them. Yeah. Is there nobody else in the legislature, or is everybody else just cool with this? Uh, there's like 12 Democrats in the entire legislature in Tennessee. Oh, wow, they didn't stand a chance. They really didn't. God damn. Because the state is so fucking gerrymandered that... Yeah. Republicans are the only ones that really get elected to office. God. Would you like to move on to something not quite as depressing? I would really love that. Yeah. Our next headline... Supreme Court denies West Virginia's request to enforce anti-trans sports ban against cross-country and track athlete. Hell yeah. Shit. Finally some good news. The Supreme Court on Thursday denied West Virginia's request to let it fully enforce a state law that bans transgender women and girls from participating in public school sports uh, consistent with their gender identity. In an unsigned order, the court denied West Virginia... Attorney General Patrick Morrissey's emergency request to let the state enforce the 2021 law. Mm. Justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas dissented. Of course they did. Of course. Saying they would have granted the request. Yeah. Earlier this year, a lower federal court ordered the state to temporarily stop the halt, stop halt the ban against Becky Pepper Jackson, a 12-year-old transgender girl who sued the state over the law shortly after its passage. Wow. Because she wanted to do track and field and they were saying that you can't. Wow. But 12 court, 12 years old yes holy fuck god imagine knowing who you are like at that young an age and having to go up just completely intentionally malevolent intentionally ignorant people who are trying to legislate you out of existence and they're so much older than you and so much more powerful than you god damn yeah. but this is good yeah it, no it is good so they're there so this was like the the supreme court yeah, the Supreme Court, yeah. I don't know why that's, like, surprising to me that they actually did that. Because the Supreme Court is so right-wing, you would expect them to, to stick with the ban, but no, they uh, did not in this case. Did they say why? I don't want to be pessimistic. Uh, I just feel suspicious in general. Mm, nope, they did not say why. Hmm. Huh. Uh, Supreme Court analyst Steve Vladek has said it's entirely possible that the court stayed out of this dispute for now, not because it's sympathetic to the plaintiff on the merits, but because of procedural issues with West Virginia's behavior in this litigation. Mm. So West Virginia might have been an asshole, and that's why. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. West Virginia does seem like an asshole in this case. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But you know who is usually an asshole? Who? The great state of New Jersey. Is it? I don't know. I don't know a lot about her. Uh, well, my ex-in-laws were from New Jersey, and I kind of hate the state. Wow, they were pieces of, of work. That doesn't seem fair. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> to New Jersey? Yeah, in general. I think it's perfectly fair, but uh, 
our next headline is actually coming from New Jersey. Okay. Governor Murphy declares New Jersey a safe haven for transgender non-binary people. Got bad news for you, Micah. We're about to move to Jersey. Oh, man. Well, that's good news. That is good news. While other states pass bans on transgender health care, New Jersey will be a safe haven for those seeking gender-affirming care, Governor Phil Murphy said Tuesday. Murphy signed an executive order directing all state departments and agencies to protect those providing or receiving gender-affirming care health care services. Hell yeah. Holy shit. Under the order, state officials will be barred from cooperating in other states' investigations into whether or not someone sought care in the state of New Jersey. Hell yeah. And extradition to other states in those instances will be prohibited. Hell yeah. Yeah, good on the state of New Jersey. That's sick. That's really cool. You know the... Yeah. um. The person who leaked the no-fly list, Maya Arson Crimeo. Yes. I followed on Tumblr because just overnight became a celebrity on Tumblr, obviously. Because how yeah. do you... Holy shit. Like, the tweet, I think, was Congress just... Congress just put out a warrant for my arrest. But we stay silly. Colon three. Holy shit! <laughs> so... Any statement about how bad life is going followed by, but we stay silly, has, like, become a thing on Tumblr, and I greatly enjoy that. Sorry, the reason I thought of that was because I was thinking about how they're, uh, Switzerland right now, um, because they don't extradite, and so I was thinking about how it's fucked up that you could get extradited from another state for being trans, um. Yeah, Florida is also having to worry, uh, you can steal kids and bring them to Florida. Like, if you're having a uh, custody battle in another state oh and your child is trans, you could just kidnap the trans child, bring them to Florida, and force them to detransition. That is a, a one-way trip to going no contact. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Bad parent speedrun edition. Yeah, it kind of is. So, uh, yeah, those were our three news segments. Hell Yeah. News articles, rather. We stay silly. We stay silly. So I've got uh, three possible segments. Okay. One, two, and three. Okay, I'm spinning the wheel in my brain. Oh, three just barely won. I thought it was going to be two, but then it squeaked by. It's three. You never choose one. I, I don't care, two. Indeed. You can just tell me which one you're doing. You don't have to give me the, the choice. <laughs> If you want to do one, it, you can, or you could just lie. You could just lie and say that, that one was three. I mean, yeah, I could, but I was I was going to say this one for last, but we can make it the first one. No, uh, no, no, I don't want to mess up your plans. But it's it's right here. Well, I don't want to blow all the steam up front. Well, we can we can we can say it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll do this one. I'm trying to keep the podcast engaging, and now you're worrying me. Okay, all right. I'll keep the podcast very engaging. Okay, okay so it's so we... engaging. In fact, we're going to go engage ourselves in a little bit mischievous boy action. Ooh, I love a good mischievous boy action. I feel like we always do mischievous boys last. I can't prove it. I feel like we do, though. I, sorry, question. I've had a song stuck in my head for a week, and I okay. just need to run it by you real quick. I just gotta know if you know it. 
I think it's from a musical. The only thing I've got is da 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 da. da. What is that? If anybody's listening and you know, please I don't know. tell me. Fuck. I don't know. You didn't give me enough to work from. On the bright side, you can carry a tune, which I love my wife, but whenever she tries to do that with me, she's like, I got this song that I remember. She tries to sing it. She, and you're like, I love her. I'm nowhere so close to being deaf. able to tell what that's supposed to be. She's so tone deaf, and I love her so much, but she cannot I, carry a tune. I feel that way sometimes when Shiloh tries to... It's really funny because they go, yeah, it's like... Blah, 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 and then I pull up the song, and it's like... Bah, 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 and they go, yeah, that's what I did. No, the fuck it's not. <laughs> anyway, if anybody listening knows what it is, please DM me on Instagram with a link to the YouTube video. I would love you forever. I think it might have been on TikTok. I don't know. I don't I don't know. That could be so many things. It's not the Muppets theme song, but it has a similar vibe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I have no he, idea. She wanted to run it by you. Okay, what Mr. Boy are we working with? Well, today we're going to talk about William Dorsey Swan. That sounds like a familiar name. Why? We're reading this off of the liverpoolmuseum.org.uk. Cool. Ugh, British so, website. British website. Interstage right, William Dorsey Swan. Born in Maryland in 1858. Swan was recorded as owned at birth by a plantation woman named Anne Murray. Swan did not let their harsh and humble beginnings deter them from their destiny. As they grew, they moved from ob- objectivity to personally crafting crafted subjectivity hmm. i don't know what that means to personally crafted subjectivity i guess from being like being objectified to being able to define your own personhood that would make sense i think that's basically what that means swan became a self-named queen of drag <gasps> Love. It's there in their public arrest record, the overt challenge to the homophobia of society. It's often argued that homophobia, rather than homosexuality, is a colonial import. Which, yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I fully believe that. Swan obviously lived in pre-internet days, yet they were an expert at the production of viral cultural content focused on self-expression. The drag balls of L Street, Washington, D.C. could be seen as the trend-setting Instagram or TikTok cultural breakthroughs of the 19th century. That is fascinating. So I guess, like, the culture is established there, and if anybody moves from there, they bring it to other places, and now it's a thing. The self-styled William Dorsey, the Queen, Swan... <sighs> Slay. ...was a pioneer of modern ballroom culture in bold, direct opposition to the pervading Victorian social culture of patriarchy wow. that held small, porcelain-skinned women as the center of the feminine aesthetic. Wow. Swan was an author of diversive, subjective self-representation. In the Victorian era. That is, I think, earlier than, than anybody really, like, imagines drag to have been established. That is so fucking cool. Wow. Millions of people in the 21st century are familiar with voguing through the art of Madonna, Lady Gaga, Pose, and RuPaul's Drag Race. Yet many fewer people are aware of Swan, who chose to express themselves in contrast to the hypermasculine slave world they were born into. Mm. Swan opted for another way of being, albeit initially in private. Swan selected a path that said there was no need to be strong and harsh all the time. Swan embraced their childlike, playful, delicate, and feminine sides as the queen. Ah, oh, I love that. Being a queen, Swan was existing unmasked, bright and flamboyant as themselves, unafraid and free. 
Swan was one of the early adopters of the old slave tradition of the cakewalk dance hmm. that was to become a regular performance routine when introduced in Paris, France in 1902 and still forms a part of the aesthetic and social structure of the drag scene today, wow. often exhibited as voguing. Wow. Holy shit. The Washington Post of 1888 details the arrests following the police raid of William Dorsey Swan's 30th birthday celebrations <laughs> at a house in L Street. Party a too mi- hard. Sad. A mere half a mile from the White House. <laughs> Swan was charged with being a suspicious character. <laughs> That's a criminal charge? Which in the 19th century was public code for prostitution and running a house of ill repute. Ah. Although there was no evidence of that alleged crime. I guess it was considered in the realm of sexual deviancy. Lame. The newspaper article of April 1888 stated 13 black men surprised at supper and arrested. The article further notes that Dorsey was raised in a gorgeous dress of cream-colored satin. Slay. That's cute. Swan's arrest was a watershed moment in the LGBTQ, in the LGBTQ movement, an opening of the metaphorical closet. Hmm. It highlighted the creation and crossing of gender, racial, and class boundaries that were built on the bonds of love, desire, and friendship in their no-man's land away from civic spaces. Hmm. Swan and his companions did not have the luxury of being able to publicly congregate in bars, hence the creation of the House of Swan, an area That's where they so could socialize cool. and be social with one another without facing public hostility. Is that where, like, the House of Blank culture came from in, like, modern drag? And, like, having drag houses? It might. That is so cool. A place where they could dismantle their double battle of being black and LGBTQ, a space where they could be visible to each other, yet remain invisible to the general public. Hmm. The police raid interrupted their privacy. Damn. Swan contested the charges. They appealed to the sitting president, Grover Cleveland. This confrontation of power and questioning of the norms of gender was a part of Swan's leadership attributes that may have contributed to their original plan to have drag parties. Mm. As the organizer of the drag balls, Swan accepted that they had both power and responsibility to their community. Swan could be viewed as an LGBTQ rights pioneer because over a century before the Stonewall riots, they were politically and violently resisting the establishment's desire to crush LGBTQ people's rights of expression in society. Hell yeah. What a powerful figure. Uh, Looks like during the raid, uh, it was a gathering of 30 men in drag. 17 men escaped while 13 men were arrested. Mm. Swan's demand for a pardon made them the first recorded American to take political and legal steps to defend the LGBTQ's community right to gather without the threat of state or individual violence. Swan consistently resisted the censorship of their drag balls and continued to organize and hold events in Washington, D.C. for several years. Swan was sentenced in 1896 to 10 months in prison for the false charge of keeping a disorderly house, Hmm. which was code for keeping a brothel. Yeah. (laughs) Disorderly. The House of Swan was where people once treated as property and subjected to the harsh existence of serving every whim of the white supremacist colonial structures of capitalism, became queens in their own worlds. They moved from the fields and positions of service to the finery of satin gowns, extravagant hats, shoes, gloves, and wigs. Hmm. That's wonderful. Channing Gerard Joseph, who first uncovered Swan's life story in 2005, has written a book due to be published in 2022 called The House of Swan, Where Slaves Became Queens. Wow. 
Swan was the little known 19th century queen of drag who led the way from the dirt of slavery to the high glamour of Poe's and Emmy-winning cultural colossus RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag performers and actors of the 21st century have a singular history of violent, firm resistance before them that paved the way for their appearances on stage and screen. That's really cool. So, yeah. That's a cool figure. Holy shit. I love seeing historical and, like, early drag photos. It's just so fucking cool. Because, like, you really don't think, like, man, you know, trans people and gay people and gender non-conforming people, like, have actually always existed. And it's just that that has been suppressed. And, like, you know, obviously attempts to erase us from history. And to see that some of that actually survived and to see that, like, that existed is really comforting and i really like it um especially the tumblr page gender outlaws keeps a lot of archives and history like that and posts a lot of stuff like that i would highly excuse me i would highly highly recommend it um they also would post you like a lot to see of a helpful, picture oh absolutely i would they post a lot of helpful like academia as well that omg is a picture of william dorsey swan <gasps> that is such a good hat wait that's a gorgeous hat oh that makes me so happy. Beautiful cream-colored gown. That's delightful. Seen so, uh, yeah. Pictures of, like, 1910s and 1920s lesbians. They were actually, like, because obviously cameras were harder to come by. That's great. They're still to be photographed. I love that. Unrelated, but it's also very special to me when, when really, really old pictures of cats resurface. Because the kitty was just so special to the family. That's wonderful. I like really old pictures of dogs. That's also extremely adorable. In general, anybody caring enough for their animal or their 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 friends, like whatever silly stuff they're doing, like seeing like a teenager like selfies basically from then is precious. Like that's crazy. That's ah man. I feel like all a lot of like intentionally taken portraits, especially from the 1920s and 10s, have like a certain etiquette about them and you're supposed to be very proper and so seeing like silly expressions of love and stuff like that makes me really happy well back then you had to sit still for like x number of seconds you have to really commit to a bit to take a funny photo (laughs) you do you really do okay so we have two more segments Mm -hmm. uh a or b b no a well you know what a is for what the subject of our next segment which is dinosaur corner Dinosaur Corner Rawr Dinosaur Corner Rawr Apatosaurus We're not doing the Apatosaurus, no Wait, is that a real one? Yes Oh my god Okay, well, that's the only A dinosaur It's not the only A dinosaur This is 10 facts about the Allosaurus Oh, that is one That is, yeah (laughs) This is coming from Thoughtco.com. All reliable. All reliable. <laughs> Fact number one. Mm-hmm. The Allosaurus used to be known as the Antrodemus. That's cool. I'm going to look up both of those things. This looks like a T-Rex. Allosaurus. It does, except it's, it does, except it's got three fingers instead of two. That is so, that is such a cop-out. That's like in a word puzzle game on your phone where you're trying to find all the words you can make out of these letters and it'll say uh, brain and also brains uh, with an S. You're fucking cheating. Do a different word. Do a different word. Come on. You know? They're also a different size. How different? Allosaurus was smaller. How, how small? Well, we'll get to that. 
Like many early dinosaur discoveries, Allosaurus bounced around a bit in the classification bin after its type fossil was excavated in the American West. This dinosaur was initially named Antrodemus, Greek for body cavity, no. by the famous American body paleontologist <laughs> Joseph Leedy. That really sucks. And was only systemically referred to as Allosaurus, which means different lizard, starting in the <laughs> mid-1970s. That's really funny. Uh, fact number two, Allosaurus liked to lunch on Stegosaurus. That's fucked up. Well, it was a carnivore. Well, I like Stegosaurus. So. Well, so did the Allosaurus. Not like that. Wait, is the Stegosaurus the one that looks kind of like a rhino? Now I'm thinking of Triceratops. Which one's Stegosaurus? Stegosaurus is the one with the spiky tail. <gasps> OMG, and the spines on the back? Yes. It looks kind of like a turtle. I actually do like that guy. No, you're thinking of the Ankylosaurus. Which has the shells on its back. Hold Stegosaurus, on. Stegosaurus has the p- vertical plates on its back. Stega. Steg. Stegosaurus. Yeah. Oh, it's Stegosaurus. Um. Yeah. No, this is what I was talking about. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking it like looks like a turtle turtle. Like it's not like the flat things on the back but i don't know just the way the back is looks fucked up and like a turtle to me but yeah we were thinking of the same one they look like leaves looks like leaves coming out of the back yeah it kind of does body cavity anyway paleontologists have unearthed solid evidence that the allosaur preyed on or at least occasionally tussled with stegosaurus how'd they eat that an allosaurus vertebrae with a puncture wound that matches the size (gasps) and shape of a stegosaurus tail spike (gasps) or Thagomizer, as it's called. Yeah! And a Stegosaurus neck bone bearing an Allosaurus-shaped bite mark. I love that bit. I think that's been brought up once before in this segment where, like, they could identify some uh, some creature ate another creature because they found the, the bite marks in the bone, which means it managed to get away from it. That is so fun to me. That's, like, some cartoon shit. Amazing environmental storytelling. Or it might not have got away from it. Oh, and we just found the bones later. Yeah. All right. Well, I was trying to be hopeful about it, but my bad. Nature is cruel, and the world is hard. Well, they've been dead for millions, hundreds of millions of years, so I mean... I was hoping he'd die of old age, though. All of them, that is. Yeah. All, all of them. It, yeah. It kind of doesn't work when you have carnivores that need to eat. <sighs> Sad. Why can't we be friends? Music video cue. Now... All right, folks. Good work. Let's wrap it up for the day. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Fact number three. Allosaurus was constantly shedding and replacing its teeth. Ew. Gross. Ew. <laughs> like many predatory dinosaurs of the Mesozoic era, not to mention modern crocodiles, Allosaurus constantly grew, shed, and replaced its teeth, some of which averaged three or four inches in length. Surprisingly, this dinosaur only had about 32 teeth, 16 apiece in its upper and lower jaws at any given time. It's always losing them. Since there are so many Allosaurus fossil specimens, it's possible to buy genuine Allosaurus teeth for reasonable prices. Only a few hundred dollars each. That is wild. Like, there is an overwhelming surplus of this dumb dinosaur's teeth. That's gross. Also, the way I said it was like, I could bully it into not being yucky anymore and not like shedding its teeth millions of years ago. <laughs> Ew. Gross. 
Well, I was going to say, I, I, they're all dead. So again, I don't think their feelings are, are, are in any danger of being hurt. A few hundred dollars. And with, the, and, and, with, and with your help, dear patrons, subscribe to our Patreon so we can buy a real dinosaur tooth. And we'll, we'll, it'll be collectively owned. We all own a piece of the dinosaur tooth. <laughs> or, depending on how many people sign up for Patreon, we could buy many dinosaur teeth. We could do a giveaway. We could do a dinosaur teeth giveaway. That could but again, be a, it would have to be a lot of people on Patreon. It would have, it would have to be a lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, like, fact number four... Over a thousand, at least. Anyway. The typical Allosaurus lived for about 25 years. You know, had a good run. Estimating the lifespan of any given dinosaur is always a tricky matter. But based on the voluminous fossil evidence, paleontologists believe that Allosaurus attained its full adult size by the age of 15 or so. Hmm. At which point it was no longer vulnerable to predation by other large theropods or other hungry Allosaurus adults. Oh, God. Barring disease, starvation, or thagomizer wounds, <laughs> this dinosaur may have been capable of living and hunting for another 10 to 15 years. Fascinating. Uh, fact number five. Mm-hmm. Allosaurus comprised at least seven separate species. I still don't understand how that works. The early history of Allosaurus is littered with supposedly new genera of theropod dinosaurs, such as the now-discarded Chrysosaurus, Labrosaurus, and Apantarius. That turned out... You made that up. E- you made those up. That turned out, on further examination, to be separate Allosaurus species. Oh. To date, there are three widely accepted species of Allosaurus. A. fragilis, designated in 1877 by the famous American paleontologist Nathaniel C. Marsh. Why is it called fragilis? Doesn't say. I, it sounds like it's because it's like a weak... It's like a, the weak, shitty version. I really enjoy that. I hope that was a... A. Europius, erected in 2006, and A. Lucas, Lucasi, erected hmm. in 2014. Cool. That's fun. That's yeah. nice. Hey, sidebar. Um, I realize that the listener might not know the Thagomizer joke and like why that's like like why it's called the Thagomizer. Well, we talked about it on a previous podcast. Did we? Because I don't remember that. But also, because we talked about the Stegosaurus on a previous do- podcast. That was it. Oh, what's the cartoonist name? Larson, something Larson. Gary Larson, the cartoonist for Gary Larson. Uh, the cartoonist for a cartoon called Farside. Uh, did a cartoon that showed a bunch of cavemen who were around a projector, and the projector was projecting a picture of the st- the stegosaurus tail with spikes sticking out of it. And the caption reads, "And this part is named the Thagomizer after the late great <laughs> after the late great Thag Simmons." <laughs> I do enjoy the implication that this was the cause of death. That's quite fun. Bag Simmons. Uh, and then what? Scientists didn't have a name for it, right? And so they just stole yeah. <laughs> Scientists had not named that part of the Stegosaurus yet. They saw the cartoon was like, that's funny. We're just going to call it the so Thagomizer. That's so good. That has to be an academic paper. That's so fun. Amazing. <laughs> it's just tail stab wounds. Oh, my God. Uh, fact number six. Mm-hmm. The most famous Allosaurus fossil is Big Al. Fun. Got a nickname. In 1991, after a full century of Allosaurus discoveries, researchers in Wyoming unearthed an exquisitely preserved, near-complete fossil specimen, which they probably dubbed Big Al. That's so good. Unfortunately, Big Al didn't live a very happy life. No. Analysis of its skeleton revealed numerous fractures and bacterial infections, 
which doomed oh this 26-foot-long teenaged dinosaur to a relatively early and painful death. That's sad. Yeah, kind of is. Uh, fact number seven, Allosaurus was one of the instigators of the Bone Wars. Well, okay, my prediction, two universities or academic institutions were both trying to search for dinosaurs at the same time, and they were neck and neck in terms of who had discovered how many bones. That's the end of my guess. You're close. Oh, what's the real answer? In their endless zeal to one-up each other, the 19th century paleontologists Nathaniel C. Marsh and Edward Drinker Coke were often diagnosed new dinosaurs based on too scanty fossil evidence, Tuh. leading to decades of confusion. God, that's funny. Although Marsh had the honor of coining the name Allosaurus in the midst of the so-called Bone Wars, both he and Cope went on to erect other supposedly new genera of theropods that, on further examination, turned out to be separate Allosaurus species. That is so funny that they, they are, were literally getting worse at their jobs because they were so distracted by how horny they were for the Bone Wars. That's, I'm sorry, gonna say it. I ship it. That's homoerotic nemesis behavior. You're trying to outdo each other. Turns out you're actually trying to impress each other. Classic. Easy. Easy manga read. Uh, fact number 10. <laughs> yeah. There's no evidence that Allosaurus hunted in packs. Oh, okay. I wasn't saying there was. <laughs> Paleontologists have long speculated that the only way Allosaurus could have preyed on the huge 25 to 50 ton sauropods of its day, even if it only targeted the juvenile aged or sick individuals, was if this dinosaur hunted in cooperative packs. It's a compelling scenario, and it would make for a great Hollywood movie. But the fact is that the modern big cats don't team up to bring down full-grown elephants. So Allosaurus yeah. individuals probably hunted smaller or comparably sized prey all on their lonesome. Yeah, I mean, that tracks. Maybe they're just really good at hunting. Don't be rude. Maybe they don't need anybody to back them up. They can just take it down. Fact number nine, Allosaurus was probably the same dinosaur as Saurophagonax. Killed that. First try. First try did it perfect. Saurophagonax, which is Greek for greatest lizard eater. Oh. The greatest? <laughs> Are you the sure? greatest <laughs> was a 40-foot-long, 2-ton theropod dinosaur that lived alongside slightly smaller 1-ton Allosaurus in late Jurassic North America. Pending further fossil discoveries, paleontologists haven't yet conclusively decided whether this elusively named dinosaur deserves its own genus or is more properly classified as a new Allosaurus species, A. Maximus. Oh, that's fun. I hope they go with A Maximus. I would I would like if they could bring some honor to the to the Allosaurus name. Right now we've got sickly big Al, my weird son who has every disease. What are you gonna do with that guy? Uh fact number ten. Yeah. Allosaurus was one of the first dinosaur movie stars. Let me guess. Showed up in Jurassic Park first before any any of the other dinos. No. Okay, then what? If not that, Dinosaurs is only in Jurassic Park movies. The Lost World, produced in 1925, was the first full-length dinosaur movie, and it starred not Tyrannosaurus Rex, but Allosaurus, with guest appearances by Pteranodon and Brontosaurus, and which is the dinosaur that was later renamed to Apatosaurus. Mm. Less than a decade later, though, Allosaurus was permanently relegated to second-string Hollywood status by T-Rex's convincing cameo in the 1933 blockbuster King Kong and pushed out of the spotlight entirely by Jurassic Park's focus on T-Rex and Velociraptor. That is wild. 
imagine imagine creating a piece of film that ends up being like such a media juggernaut that it retroactively changes how we perceive ancient creatures like existed millions and millions of years ago and we were like man but they were cool in that one movie made by humans the dinosaurs didn't even star in it do you realize that this is stolen valor <laughs> that's pretty stolen, fucked this up is stolen valor this is this is exactly like stolen valor you're right stevie <laughs> you're right this is exactly like pretending you served in the military what all right okay he asked a second time and he asked politely It was pretty cool of him to to stay quiet this whole time, though. I've had both him and Meatball in here the whole time. Yeah, also, I can I, see them. Also, I moved the rug from under my chair, so now... I can get even further away. The listener can't see this, but Stevie rolled very far back. Half- and is now Ooh. rolling back forward. Halfway across the room. So Halfway across the room, yes. Also, you better leave that audio in. You better leave the audio in. I want to hear how faint my voice is when I get halfway across the room. I'll, I'll leave it in. <laughs> so, uh, our final segment. Yeah. Because that was that was Dinosaur Corner talking about Allosaurus. Yay! I'm not sure if it should be a new segment. And if it is, I don't know what we would call it. I can help with that. Well, it started as Diagnosis Ghost. Okay, but then... I read the article. Elaborate. Well, I'm going to put in the Diagnosis Ghost drop right here. Diagnosis Ghost. Diagnosis Ghost. Diagnosis Ghost. Diagnosis Ghost. When I do my research, mm-hmm. to kind of let you peek behind the curtain... Yeah. I will often just Google phrases <laughs> and Fair. see what I find. Yeah. So I decided to Google haunted clothing... Ooh, that's fun. You know what I got? What'd you get? A shit ton of links for goth clothing. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that, yeah, that does make sense. (laughs) I was a little bit annoyed. Look up clothing haunted by ghosts, specifically. (laughs) I was a little bit annoyed, so I had to scroll through to several pages of results to see if there's anything I could get from it. Yeah. When I came upon an article from Yahoo Finance. Oh, ho, ho, ho. now we're talking. Called, Yes, Vintage Clothing Can Be Haunted. Here's how to get rid of that bad energy. Uh, so, wow, they have dropped some knowledge there. So already the clothes can be haunted. Vintage ones specifically. And we're going to tell you how to get rid of them. Uh, so is your idea for this segment writing how to get rid of ghosts or? Well, here's the thing. I was hoping they'd give us some specifics where we could, like, say, yeah, that one's haunted by a ghost, or no, yeah. that one's not haunted by a ghost. But no, none of that. None of that. Okay. In fact, I'm just going to read you some of the article. Okay. To give you an idea of uh, what we're dealing with here. What year was this published? This was published August 24th of 2021. I knew it. I knew it. Media was struggling during the pandemic. <laughs> no one had anything to write about. There's nothing you can do. You have to start making shit up. Like vintage clothing is haunted. Put Febreze on it. Okay, how are we supposed to get rid of it? 
It doesn't make a difference if your vintage clothing has been dry cleaned, washed a million times, or even if you've polished that old piece of jewelry. The fact of the matter is that the energy remains, and once a person puts an item on their body, their aura, akin to energetic field that radiates around all living beings, attaches to it. Okay. So we're talking about auras. Love that shit. I love that hippie shit. I don't believe in it. I think it is so fun, though. I love it. Okay, that brings me to my point. Hit me. Should we do a new segment where we just make fun of hippie shit? Oh, man. Oh, God, that could get us in so much hot water. I know, right? <sighs> like, oh, man. And, and like, not to, like, poo-poo anybody's spirituality, because the last thing I want to I do is become, like, like, like a YouTube atheist. It's <laughs> just, like, really shitty about anybody who has religion, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we probably shouldn't. Oh, but I want to rate their methods of getting rid of ghosts. I do... I don't mind... Here's the thing. Okay, I don't mind the idea of extending diagnosis ghost to um, methods of, of ridding yourself of spirits or ghosts, because that is frequently bullshit that I feel fine making fun of. And then it's diagnosis... Will will get will it ghost? Will it get rid of ghost, or will it not get rid of ghost? Okay, well let's let's read on here a little bit. Okay, any advice? The very next paragraph. Uh huh. There are different colors associated with the aura that dictate various emotions and moods, all of which are contagious based on our own personal vibes. We can pick up on that energy, be it negative or good, simply from touch and close proximity. They're describing emotions, but these are emotions. An energy from your aura. Oh, God. It's called reading someone's body language. Like, you can tell if someone's, like, not happy to be with you. Jesus. We can pick up on that energy, be it negative or good, simply from touch and close proximity. And what many may not realize is that they can also be transferred through your latest vintage purchase. Shit. Our bodies are sensitive, some more than others, which is why we can feel this energy on a physical level. I have personally felt other people's energies while trying on a pair of vintage Levi's that hadn't been properly cleaned. You or mean the stank? I'm, or even when I'm rocking a new dress for my favorite vintage boutique. Does that mean that clothing can actually be haunted by the previous owners? Well, yeah, kind of. Although in a way less graphic way than your favorite scary movie. In order to detach that energy, you may want to use tips from Reiki healers and vintage curators who have experience with this very topic. Okay, so they're not even fucking haunted. They just have a little bit of energy on them. Get over it. <laughs> Maybe you're having a reaction to the material. Fuck so off. So real quick, diagnosis ghost or not ghost? <laughs> not ghost, obviously. Your Levi's are stanky. Reiki healer Kassane Walker states that energy's everywhere, including on vintage clothing. However, if you're picking up on something while shopping, the best thing to do is try the clothing on. It's possible that energy you feel isn't from the piece at all, but rather the store, the employees, or even other customers. That is interesting. Okay, I was actually about to say, because I was thinking about, like, Reiki healing in general, and that frequently seems to be, like, that is something that I loosely, loosely ascribe to, or at least appreciate how it would connect to an individual. If so, if if somebody who is a Reiki healer is, like, doing that to somebody else, and that person feels a benefit from it, great. That is so frequently, I think, what the purpose of spirituality should be. But if you're just doing it on a little piece of clothing, I don't think that... I don't know. I don't know. That's... 
it just feels less like a, like a, it's a material benefit there. But I'm glad Tune that the in. person was like, it's probably just the store is weird. <laughs> yeah. Tune in to what you're feeling while touching or wearing items, she says, before sharing a, virtu- a few virtual tips. You may not be able to touch while online shopping, but you can still tune in to how the items make you feel while looking at them. Oh my god. I'm looking at Goodwill's online selection, which, by the way, Goodwill has a website, my friends. You can get Goodwill stuff online. Um, just trying to see if any of it makes you feel yucky while looking at it. That's a JPEG. <laughs> that's it. That is it. That's you know, sometimes, a... sometimes you get a bad vibe off a of JPEG. Because it's really PNG. That's how they get you. Or a JPG. Whatever the fuck that is. I don't know what the difference that's is. That's JPEG. I've seen, no, I've seen JPEG and JPG. And they're both JPEG. Why are there two names for it? It's like a nickname? Well, originally it was JPG. Okay. And people called it JPEG. So then they made the file extension JPEG. Oh. So maybe just earlier versions that I've seen are JPG. Okay, that's comforting. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Reiki Healer, Psychic Esoteric Life Coach, and owner of The Fitness Witch. Read that sentence again for me one more time. Please, please, please. Reiki Healer, Psychic, Esoteric Life Coach, (laughs) and the owner of The Fitness Witch. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Christine O'Day says she's definitely felt other people's energies on vintage clothing both from the previous owner and those who have handled the items. What else is on Yahoo Finance's homepage? Vintage clothing definitely has energy attached to it, especially if it was worn often. It feels like a glimpse into someone else's mood. They're repeating themselves. I can feel it as soon as I touch an item, they said. I'm going to shit my brain out. They're saying the same thing over and over again, and they haven't told us how to get rid of the energy yet. They're just saying we asked two different people if vintage clothes are haunted, and they both said a little. Well, good news. According to O'Day, the quickest way to cleanse an item is to wash it like you would any other piece of clothing. Oh my god! Only with the the special step of using special ingredients. Like what, Micah? I would also use frankincense and myrrh, she says. These herbs are known to detox objects, spaces, and energies. Simply lay the items of clothing on the floor and burn the herbs as incense in the room to cleanse the items in question. Put a new stank on them. Vintage clothing curator and magical founder of the Psychic Life of Clothes. Great. Great. (laughs) Julia Papasiu admits to having handled vintage clothing that may have been haunted by the previous deceased owner. To cleanse pieces like this, she suggests lightly spraying the clothes with lavender mist from afar. From a distance. You don't want to get (laughs) close to that dress when old Betsy gets a whiff of that lavender mist. A good three feet away, please. If you want to get truly witchy, you can also tuck a mojo bag of cleansing herbs into a pocket. Parsley, rosemary, tobacco, lavender, for example. Okay. Or just sprinkle the herbs into cuff linings, cuffs, linings, etc. Well, now you're just going to stink like it. Cleansing clothes is highly creative, so you can pretty much use any cleansing rituals from your witch toolkit. So you can do whatever... You can do whatever you want. If I had a pencil in my witch kit, I could just wave it over a little bit and say, ghost be gone, and we're good. Well, if you subscribe to Chaos Magic, yeah. That's wild. That's delightful. There's like, whatever makes you fucking feel better, man. 
And honestly, like I said earlier, I feel like that's the main point of spirituality. Just kind of do whatever. Every single, like, herb that I've looked up the, the magical or, like, witchy meaning of, it has, like, ten different definitions. That's great. I could put ten different herbs with, like, a bunch of definitions, but all of them include confidence in a jar, brew it in a tea, chug it, die for a little because it's a bunch of herbs you're not supposed to ingest, and then come back super confident. It's just science. It's just science. <laughs> just do whatever. You also won't want to underestimate the power of your words. In order to get rid of the bad vibes on vintage, say things that you consider to be energy shifting. Thank the clothing for fulfilling the previous purpose and then for the destiny that brings you together. Thank them in advance for the journey you're about to embark on together. Our clothes can be sacred and therefore so is our relationship to them. We're making fun, but maybe it would be good to be more mindful of the items we we consume and use and I don't know about the, they're really catching me with the energy thing they're really catching me off guard with the energy thing so you want to thank your shoes for uh, being your shoes and some of these shoes have given me blisters before that should probably tell me that I should throw them away no that means you should uh, spray them with lavender mist from a safe distance and then they won't make my feet go ouchy anymore because I got, I got Vans, not sponsored, obviously, and um, made my ankles hurt because my feet had grown on testosterone. And that was the first pair of shoes I'd bought since I started tea. Uh, and my other shoes literally just stretched as my <laughs> feet got bigger. And so I didn't know that I wasn't a seven and a half anymore. I'm like an eight and a half. What do I do with these fucking Vans? Gave them to Goodwill so they could put them on their website. Get my haunted Vans. Maybe that might have a little bit of my energy, a little bit of my stink on it, a little bit of Stevie Stank, Stevie Special Sauce. Okay, Stevie Special Sauce sounds like something entirely different. That sucks so bad, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Walker also recommends setting an intention to release any energy that doesn't belong to you or serve you on the items, and even using Reiki on clothing themselves. Which is love intentions. I like to lay hands on each item for several minutes and visualize the old energy being released minutes. while I infuse the clothing with positive and loving vibrations. No way are you doing each one for a few minutes. A minute is 60 seconds. I would do that for like eight seconds and get bored. Maybe I'm just not committed enough. Maybe I just I think ADHD. I think you're not committed enough to sparkle motion. Yeah, that's on me. That's why that's why my clothes feel bad. Yep. You got you got a lay of hands on them and, and, and put your intentions into them. Did I tell you that my cat got blessed by a priest when he was a kid? <laughs> no, you did not. There was a local church, like a chapel thing, that did a blessing of the pets. And his foster mama, who's like a 72-year-old woman, took him to get, to get not baptized. Me and Shiloh always say that he was baptized, but that is super not what happened. Our cat's soul was not saved. He's probably not going to heaven. I'm going to send you the picture, though, because I found it again recently, and it's so cute. It makes me want to cry. Oh, he's such a baby in this picture. Look at that shit. Aww. That is so cute. I love him so much. I have to post that on our Tumblr. It's adorable. Clothing can be our connection to the past and other realms, as well as to our psychic selves. So before oh. you slip into that new vintage coat or carry around a purse from Etsy, you might want to cleanse it in more ways than one first. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, how would you, how would you rate their cleansing methods? Um, as somebody who dabbled 
in witchcraft and vague new agey spirituality a couple years back and occasionally still ascribe to it primarily with uh, like burning incense to cleanse your space even though i fully acknowledge that even if it is purely placebo it make me feel better and that's the point um yeah i mean they're all giving advice that is pretty standard uh on you know witch talk any social media that has witches on it also if you ever get bored just like go on tiktok search bar look up witch talk drama oh my god insanely messy i don't even know what the fuck they're talking about half the time i will go on a rabbit hole from person to person's page just like hearing them talk shit about each other and it's like a play-by-play this is football this is sports for me delightful anyway I'm glad you found something to distract yourself yeah so their methods are like whatever uh i don't think that the methods make much of a difference if the clothes probably weren't haunted to begin with i think some clothes could be only because the parameters that we have set through this segment previously was that haunt like mo like like things can probably be haunted like you mentioned believing that like certain places could be haunted like i think that makes sense like anywhere with like a strong emotional attachment like strong enough to like impact history or something i'd say i feel like that makes sense to say it is haunted in more ways than one but mostly in a metaphorical way and perhaps a metaphysical way but i digress anyway i think with that clothes like probably could be haunted not all of them probably not most of them maybe 0.05 percent of them i don't know i made up a number i don't i don't know i have no way to check your math on that so trust me ghostologist you could be correct certified B- bfa in ghostology what is bfa, BFA. <laughs> that's bachelor of fine arts isn't it yeah yes it is ghostology fits into that department perfectly <laughs> uh indeed <laughs> like tap dancing <laughs> sorry so <laughs> yeah that's all the segments that i had yay for today's episode so that just leaves me with one question yeah stevie yeah do you have a quiz for me duh i have already got it locked and loaded ready steady eddie hold on don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers you got it twisted because we're the quiz takers screen sharing Micah, would you like to know if you would make a good immortal? Sure, I would love to find that out. So, like, you're gonna... This isn't saying, do you wanna? It's just saying, how would you kind of handle it? Um, So, this is you quiz, quiz, would you make a... Oh, actually, the title is, would you make a good uh, immortal? Which I just don't realize. Uh, This is by you quiz user, B-Keys. Description. My friend said I would make a good immortal, so I'm making this. Question number one, choose a person to be your immortal companion, your best friend, your lover, your parent, your sibling. You wouldn't really need anyone if it, oh shit, you wouldn't need anyone if it really came down to it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my best friend. Is that Andrea? Of course it's Andrea. That's really cute. I was wondering which one you would pick and then I realized both would probably fit and that's super cute. Question number two, choose an animal to be your immortal companion. That's nice. You get your wife. Get a doggy. 
If you want, you could have a lynx, a lion, an owl, a falcon, a deer, a bunny, a dog, a cat, a fox, or an alligator. That is a wide range. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to choose dog. Basic, but I did pick cat. When I could have had a fucking alligator, that would have been cool, actually. Pretty useful, I'd say. Question number three, where do you move now that you know you're mortal? A city center, the suburbs, a remote castle, a woody cabin, a homely cottage, a ramshackle swamp hut, a library, anywhere with a nice kitchen, a treehouse, or you could live on a mountaintop without any civilization. I'm going to go with a city center. Really? I get bored easy. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that tracks. And if I'm immortal, I've got a lot of time on my hands, so you obviously want to have a lot of entertainment nearby. I cannot argue with that. That probably is a good idea. Question number four, what do you value most? Happiness, hope, wisdom, justice, talent, bravery, modesty, confidence, company, or peace? I'm going to say happiness. Hell yeah. Question number five, pick a Pokemon type. Water, grass, flying, fighting, psychic. I've never had any opinions on Pokemon, and I thought there were more types than this. I also have no opinions on Pokemon, so I'm just going to say grass. Grass? That's funny. Isn't there like a rock type? And like a fairy type? This isn't even all of them. Lame. I don't know. Question number six. Pick a piece of classic literature. I'm sure you've at least seen... <laughs> I'm sure you've at least watched most of these movies. Don't worry. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Dracula by Bram Stoker. Macbeth by William Shakespeare. The Odyssey by Homer. Or Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. I'm gonna go Dracula by Bram Stoker. Classic. Question number seven. Pick a form of creation... Writing in poetry, painting and drawing, sculpture, cooking and baking, theater, sewing and knitting, architecture, gardening, invention, or music. I sound like a game show host. I'm going to go with music. Lovely. Question eight. Pick a season. Spring, summer, autumn, winter. I enjoy all of them. I'm going to go with uh, autumn. Classic. Pick a piece of clothing. Trench coat, sturdy leather boots, sneakers, denim jacket, wool jumper slash sweatshirt, hoodie, baggy jeans, onesie, long dress slash skirt, or plaid. That plaid is not a piece of clothing. <laughs> you know, a plaid. It's raining outside. Don't forget to put your plaid on. Gotta put your plaid on. I'm thinking like that plaid Christmas wrapping paper and you just sort of wrap it around you. Like a toilet paper roll. I'm going to go with the classic trench coat. I knew it. I knew it. Question 10. Do you do you believe humanity is doomed? Not for a while. I haven't thought about it or yes. The answer censor, is yes. I was about to say censor your answer for the sake of the viewers. So viewers, listen, whatever. Okay, you would endure immortality. You would not enjoy immortality, but it would not depress you either. You would feel the loss acutely, but you have enough of a sense of wonder to carry you onwards towards the future. While you may not be perfectly suited for it, you would certainly make an immortal. You are willing to carve your own path, and while you might not have as many attachments as others do, you still have some, and those you do, you care for deeply. That's great. Most people got, uh, got endure. Interesting. You would not last... The What's other the options are you would be a bad immortal, you would make a wonderful immortal, you would be a decent immortal, or you would not last as an immortal. I really, 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 really want to know what that when that last one means. You would not last as an immortal. What, I go insane? Because I, I, don't forget, I am immortal. <laughs> and that's not the same thing as you would be a bad immortal. Yeah. 
I, I, I kind of want to just like, I'll probably come back to this one and try out all possible answers just to read the other bits because I want to know what they mean. I want to I wanna bite the pop filter on this so bad and I'll make a really bad sound so I won't do it. And that's because I love you and I respect you as an editor. I appreciate you not biting your pop filter. Even though I can tell you, you were just chomping at the bit to chop at the bit. It's a bit all right. I really, I'm sorry. Micah, what's your deal? Where can people I gotta find mow you? the lawn. That's my deal. Oh, that's lame. I've been thinking about getting a weed whacker because I probably need to mow mine as well. Which, yeah. awful. I've never done that before. Well, on the bright side, you can get a weed whacker for pretty cheap. Yeah, they're not as expensive as I thought they would be, and our yard is small enough to where a weed whacker will not be a bad, a bad investment. In my case, my yard is big, so I have to get a lawnmower. I'm borrowing a lawnmower right now, an electric one, so I'm going to try it out. And I'll probably end up buying an electric lawnmower, but like, what is, I'm looking at dropping like 400 bucks on it. Or do you mean like a drivable one? No, like a push. Oh, but it's not like a crank. No, you just push a button to make it go. That's nice, and that seems better than a, than a, a pull to... Whatever that is, you know. That's, that's for a gas mower, which I definitely don't want a gas mower. Yeah, that sounds awful, actually. Also, I'm now wondering if gas mowers are actually that shitty or if Dad just always pretended ours had issues to get out of mowing. Uh, the answer is yes. Yeah, honestly, both, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I would, too, to be fair. Um, an electric one would probably be a good investment, though. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they also uh, they don't break as easy. That's nice. As gas mowers. That sounds nice. Because they yeah. don't have to spend so much to replace them. Exactly. We got a spice rack on the subject of having to make adult purchases. We got a spice rack that hangs on the walls, so we have more cabinet space, which is really exciting. Oh my god, that sounds so lame. I aged like 15 years saying that, but we're like legitimately stoked about it. We got some new hand towels at Ross today. We found a, a, a huge 17-ounce grinder of pink Himalayan salt for guess how much? $4? That's a fucking steal. We got a refillable oil bottle with a spout that's perfectly fitted to go in the top of the bottle without falling off. Amazing! I think you hit middle age early. Oh, and we also got a sink organizer, so you can put the soap in the middle container, Ooh. and then the, the sponge the sponge that you clean your water bottles with, like the handle one, it goes on the side, it's got a little loop right there, and then the actual sponge, the little scrub daddy, not sponsored sponge, goes right in the side, and the little... I, I, you can't see, I did a little ring. Anyway... Cool. This has been Cool Adult Purchases with Stevie, and we got some clear bins to organize the fridge with. Okay, I'm done. That was my Ross Hall. The clear nice. bins are cool, though. The clear bins are really cool. We also have clear bins in our fridge. It's great. If I don't see this stuff, I won't know it's in there. It's really clever. And it does help organize. It is. It's great. We currently have our produce in them. Also, we've actually been eating produce, which I'm mm, super proud of. I'm also proud of you for eating produce. I, I probably I don't eat nearly as much produce as I should. Probably. I'd say probably most of us don't. Um... In fact, you know what I had for dinner tonight? What did you have for dinner tonight? A stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> we have one in our freezer right now. <laughs> and the plan is that if we don't feel like cooking tonight, which we were going to have like kind of a Cuban style meal with like plantains and avocado and like citrus chicken, which is really good. And Shadow's made it before and I love it. If we don't have the energy for that, we're going to cook the stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> Two very different meals. No have kidding. Did you know how big avocados can get? I know they can get quite large, yes. I have only ever gotten the little Haas avocados that are like the size of like my palm, maybe the size of my hand. 
The last time we did a grocery order, they were out of the Haas ones, so they got us regular ones, which are fucking huge. Huge. It's bigger they than are. my whole hand. Bigger than my... Not bigger than my face. Face-sized, pretty much. That's a lot of avocado. Haas avocados are like, this is the perfect size to put on toast. One serving, one avocado. These have like seven servings in them. What the fuck do I do with all that? I might make guacamole or something. I really don't I, know I was what actually to about do. to say guacamole. That is the only thing I can think of. Face masks. Avocado is supposed to be good for face masks. There you go. You can make a face mask and have some guacamole. I can make a lot of face masks. Eat the guacamole. Eat the, do the face mask. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a, sounds like a fun weekend planned. Pretty avocado heavy night. Yeah. Uh, itchy neck. Sorry. <laughs> I've got like a bug bite or something right there that's driving me up the wall. I have a bug bite on my foot because I actually left the house today and I'm like grumpy about it. It's a single bug bite and I'm like, oh, ow, oh, my foot. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Oh my God. No, you should be grumpy about it. That bug impinges, <laughs> is impinged upon your comfort. It's true. Pretty fucked up. Luckily, my lifespan is longer than it. So. That is true. Unless it's like a, it's like a, a it's an immortal ant. It's the one ant that will live forever. How isolating and eerie. I wonder if their brains are even big enough to understand that good question sorry just gave myself a little bit of existential horror and i had to back off from that ponderance real quick yeah i'll so come back to that existential later. horror yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it's the end of the episode Yay. so <laughs> i guess now we're gonna do plugs so stevie where can people find you you can find my stuff at steviebeat.com steviebea.com that's my website it has all my links to my tiktok my twitch etc etc twitch has been really fun lately tiktok has not because i made a post that weirdly went viral but only because people were commenting mean things on it and so i decided i just won't use the app for a week because it's unusable right now because of how many mean comments are being left me but i'm leaving it up so i can at least make money on the views i'm getting so so I was cannot the, use that app for like a week and a half. Filter video? Yes. Oh my god. And it's like, here's the thing, the, it doesn't. Uh, it, it's not only that I'm in bad lighting; it's that it also gives you eyelashes and makes your skin paler and narrows your chin and your nose. I'm speaking specifically about Eurocentric beauty standards. You all are just stupid and looking to pick a fight on the internet. Also, if you're the 111th person to comment, you're in bad lighting on the video. Do you think I give a fuck? Everyone's commenting it. You're not changing anything. Except lining my pockets. Because it is getting a, an astonishing number of views. Um, just because people leaving hate comments. So yeah. In about two weeks, I'll be back on TikTok. Maybe you hacked it. Maybe you just have to come up with like controversial like statements you can make. and then The problem you know, is that that is a very common business model on TikTok. And that is why it is uh, rotting many, many brains and radicalizing young men. Um, yeah. So I don't want to do that. I thought about that like a year ago, but I, I decided not to do that. Fair enough. And by that, I mean like just getting into like Tumblr or Twitter discourse, which would honestly probably get me doxxed. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Micah. People can, find, people can find my music. But let me say it. Micah, where can people find you? People can find my music at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. We also have a Patreon, where for a mere $3 per month, you can get bonus episodes of this podcast, uh, which means for every normal episode we have that's free, we have a bonus episode. So it's twice the amount of content for you. With with 100% more, 
with 100% less bad news. We don't talk about the news on the Patreon episode, so that's pretty cool. We get a little loosey-goosey, a little bit nasty. It's really fun. Our latest uh, Patreon episode was called UFOs Are Not Ghosts. So if you want to find out what that's talking about, go watch it. Or watch you, it. Goodness, you go can listen ex- to it. You can extrapolate what's it about, what it's about, but I think you should still listen to our silly little voices. And it's like $3 a month, by the way. Yeah, it's, re- it's really cheap. I'm sorry, my energy just completely cratered just then. <laughs> I could tell. I was like, wait for a follow-up. I was like, all right. Well, shit. No. I would love to I, say, as, but... Uh, <laughs> as soon as I said that, my, my energy just went through the floor out of nowhere. <laughs> I feel like I watched you, like, fade a little. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, Patreon. Uh, Tumblr. We also have a Tumblr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I post all the quizzes that we do. That's where you could submit quizzes to me and also DM me. Um, Tumblr user definitely rain sent a super, super nice message the other day talking about how actually they subscribed to our Patreon uh, because they had already listened through all of these episodes uh, and they wanted more and they were really happy to have a backlog and they were like, you make such good content for so few people and I think that's really wonderful. And like, hell yeah, thank you, I love you. And also if you DM me on Tumblr, uh, I'll, I'll, I will read it and I will respond to you. If you like me that much, I mean, just fucking give us $3. Well, okay, you can do that for free. Message Micah for $3 on Patreon. Yeah, the, the only way you're going to talk to me is by through the Patreon. So there's a little barrier of, of, to entry to talk to me, but it's only a $3 barrier to entry. So Paywall don't let that social interaction. <laughs> so don't let that stop you. Pay the $3 you have, and talk to me. I'm very lonely. You have, you have run out of free interactions. Subscribe today to, <laughs> to or you've used your what is it? Three free articles? You know. The New York Times bit. Yeah. Also, fuck those websites anyway. It always has a really captivating title and I get one paragraph in and they're like, "Money, please." Washington Post does it too. Girl, fuck you. Anyway. I love how they're all like, "Democracy dies in darkness," but they charge you to read their website. So it's like and It's like, "All right. If you want democracy well, to survive, you got to let there be a free flow of information." Yeah. But you're not letting there be a free flow of information. You're putting a, a, a paywall around it. And the free information is, guess what? Always the fascist one! Always. Yeah. You can tell we have very strong feelings about this. But, uh... Yeah, anyway, podcast is over. All our bases. Podcast not- is over. Nothing left to say, but... Bye! bye. <laughs>